This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lance Descott. At the beginning of the season, we all had such high hopes. July 1st came around. We thought we were going to get Ryan O'Reilly. We thought it was a slam dunk. They signed David Perron. We're like, yeah, okay. They signed Tyler Bozak. We're like, "Eh, not too bad. And just as you think, they're not going to get O'Reilly signed. Buffalo breaks down and stops asking for Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo or Clem Costin, and the Blues get the deal done. I think after that day, most of us thought this team would be one of the top teams in the league, at least in the Western Conference. I made that prediction that they could be the top team in the Western Conference, but that they would definitely be the top three. That is if the players jailed. And at first, I don't really think they did. I think there were some issues getting these guys together on the same page. I think Mike Yo had a lot to do with that, and I'm not bashing Mike Yo. I hear he's a very, very nice guy. I've got nothing against Mike Yo, but I kind of always questioned the hiring and thought it wasn't quite right for the Blues, and it ended up being that way. The whole fiasco with the coach and waiting, just a terrible thing to do. In comes Craig Berube. He makes a statement in the press conference when him and Doug Armstrong announced that Mike Yo has been relieved of his duties and that Craig would be the interim head coach, that there's not much to change. Just tweak a little bit, but the main thing was making players accountable. And I will agree with all of that. I didn't think this team needed to reinvent the wheel. I think there were some guys out there night in and night out that did not show up. People kind of got upset at me for saying that. But there were some guys that didn't show up. There were some guys that didn't focus every game. A lot of mistakes being made on the defensive end. Jake Allen played bad in some games. Jake Allen was a scapegoat in other games. It was just a bad, bad recipe at that time. The ingredients hadn't gelled well, and the recipe would not bake. But you could start to see some light at the end of December, 1st of January, whether it was. 10 minutes here, a period here, two periods there, a game there, you started to see the team come together. And wow, did they ever come together. The best team in the league in the second half, just an awesome story. A lot of that has to do with Jordan Bennington. Bennington came in and calmed things down. The team was very confident in front of him. And then when Jake Allen, the veteran who You know, I'm sure didn't like having a rookie come in and take his place. When he had to play, he played pretty good in most games. The second half of the season, in his limited play, Jake Allen improved. He improved a lot. The Blues fight and fight and fight from 34 points in the 1st of January all the way up to 99 points and get third place in the Western Conference. We knew this series would be a tough series. Both teams are very similar. I would say over the whole roster, 
Winnipeg is probably a little bit bigger. They are definitely faster. But I think the Blues make up for those weaknesses with hard effort and playing as a team. Winnipeg did not have a great last four or five weeks. The Blues had a very good last four or five weeks. Going into this game and the series, a lot of Blues fans were saying Connor Hellebuck was a bad goalie. If you look at the predictions around the league, a lot of people are picking Winnipeg. There are some picking the Blues. And in those predictions, a lot of people are saying that Hellebuck is an average goalie. And before this year, I would disagree with that. But this year, he was an average goalie. Have times of brilliance and other times looked very bad. But I knew going into this, this would be a goalie battle. And that's exactly how this game would start off. And here goes Matthew Perot down the left side. Perot looking for help, drops it back. Eater steps and shoots. Glove save made by Bennington. Nikolai Eater starts to wind up, makes one move, and here he comes. Eaters in over the blue line and towards the net, and Bennington's got that, and that's that. Perot goes wide to the speedster, Ehlers. Ehlers cuts in, slot, shoots, save, Bennington, rebound, he's got that, but the puck stays loose. Fakes like he's going to drop pass on the backhand side and gets it to the net. Bennington was out of the net. He couldn't find that puck afterwards. At this point, it's such a fun game to watch. There were a lot of Blues fans complaining for some reason of how the Blues were playing and telling them to get the F going and I was just shocked by some of the responses I was seeing online. I thought the Blues played pretty good. Winnipeg's a good team. The Blues are a good team. There's going to be periods of good play, great play, decent play. You just don't want the bad play. And the Blues, in my mind, played pretty damn good in the first period. Plus, we've got the goalie battle. I think that some of us thought it would be. Hella Buck making some hella righteous saves. Bennington continuing to be Winnington. Just a fun game to watch. Before the series, a lot of fans were trashing Patrick Line. 23 goals at the first 43 games of the season. Six goals since then. The Blues don't have to worry about him. They're not concerned at all about Patrick Line. There's other players on the team they're more concerned with. I got lambasted for bringing up a comparison. If Tarasenko would have done the same thing, let's say Tarasenko would have had 23 goals in 43 games and then got six goals the rest of the year. Do you honestly think Paul Maurice and the coaching staff of the Jets would go, nah, we're not going to concern ourselves with Vladimir Tarasenko. He's not a good player. We're just going to focus on Shan O'Reilly and Perron and that's it. Vladimir Tarasenko doesn't concern us. Are you kidding me? Of course Patrick Laine concerned the Blues. This kid's got talent. He is a very good player. Regardless of whether it's 23 goals in 43 games, 6 goals the rest of the season, it's still 29 goals, guys. That's pretty good. Is it top of the league? No. But for a guy who had a bad second half, he's still got almost 30 goals. That's, that's pretty good. Just think if he would have continued just half of the success that he would have had in the first 43 games. Give him 12 goals, let's say. That's 35 goals. That's more than Vladimir Tarasenko. So this guy needed to be watched by the Blues. I thought they did a good job on him in the first period, at least up until this point to when he took a pass and it wasn't on his stick very long and he put it past Jordan Bennington high glove side 
and the Jets are up one to nothing. Shots in front, there's a chance for Schwartz, and it's redirected right in front. Close call for the Jets. Back the other way they come with some numbers in on the line. Bufflet snaps and shot, gets it right back. Again, quick stick there by Little, back to line, he shoots, scores! Big time shot from Patrick Alina, and it's one to nothing, Jets. I think with that one shot, he just quieted a whole lot of critics on his season. This is a big time goal for Patrick Line. Gets things started, working to the offensive zone, Little, what a pass. Finds him in that one spot, and it's off of his stick in a split second and it is perfectly placed under the bar on the glove hand side. The Jets were able to keep the puck in the offensive zone. Little gets it. He sees Patrick Laine streaking into the zone. Nobody's really around him. Laine takes a quick shot and puts it past Bennington, and the Jets are up one to nothing. That goal, of course, would be Patrick Laine's first in the playoffs, assisted by Little, his first assist, and Bufflin also gets his first assist. 13 minutes, 28 seconds in. Rest of the period was back and forth, just like the first part of the period. Blues had some opportunities, even though there weren't many shots. The Blues did outshoot Winnipeg 8-7 in that first period, but we'll go out of the first period down one to nothing. Going into the second period, we'd have the same type of game. Each team had a couple opportunities. The Jets outshot the Blues 11-8, but both goalies would come up big in the second period with saves like these. And comes three for Shifley, his shot, and it's blocked in front of Bennington. Back to the line and over the stick of Sherratt, now it's a race. Here comes Tarasenko, and shoots, stopped by Hellebuck, looks back, rebound. Big stop by Hellebuck. This puck looked like it might have dribbled through. It looked like Shen was going to tap it home. Big Dustin Bufflin comes back and clears it out of the way. In the slot, a drive right on goal, and a save by Hellebuck, and the Jets are away two on one. Lindholm to Lowry. Delano to Leclerc. Great glove save by Bennington. What a save on Lindholm. Short-handed. Momentum-grabbing save right there by the young 25-year-old goaltender. The two-on-one play, Robert Thomas goes towards the puck handler, and it's an easy pass right there, but Thomas, of course, is a 19-year-old forward, not used to playing D, gets burnt, but par Lindholm makes a bogey. I know a lot of people really like high-scoring playoff games. I like these closer ones. One to nothing, zero to zero going into the third, two to one. I just love that atmosphere because there's no margin for error. Your goalie has to stand on his head. Your team needs to put pressure on the other goaltender. And I thought both teams accomplished that in the second period, but both goalies were up to the task, especially Jordan Bennington. Nothing against Hellebuck. He had a very good second period. However, Bennington stood tall so many times to keep this game one to nothing. A lot of Blues fans were getting antsy. They were worried about the third period. I really wasn't. I thought if the Blues continued to play like they had in the first two periods, they would get some opportunities and hopefully get a puck past Connor Hellebuck and hopefully early, which is exactly what they did. David Perron, who's been so big for them this year, gets him on the scoreboard. We're knotted up at one, guys. As the Blues win the faceoff back to Pareko. Now to David Perron, a shot, he scores! Perron let it go, it may have been tipped, and the Blues have tied the game at one. Good wrist shot there by David Perron. This is his 58th 
playoff game. And DP57's got goal number five. A set playoff to face off. The talk, good communication there between David Perron and Pareko. Pareko gets that puck off the one face off. And David Perron slides back in a shooting position. Good traffic in front with Oscar Sundquist. He won't get it. Well, he'll get a point because he won the faceoff. But he goes to the front of the net and causes an excellent screen for David Perron to score the game-tying goal. Right before this goal, there was a key faceoff. Pareko and Perron were talking for about 35, 40 seconds. Pareko knew what to do with the puck when he got it. He gives it to Perron. Sundquist goes straight towards the front of the net about 10 to 12 feet out in front of Hellebuck. Schwartz is to the side of the net. Perron puts the shot on goal. Beautiful goal. And now it's one to one. Of course, that's Perron's first goal of the playoffs. Preko gets his first assist. Sunquist gets his first assist also. Just four minutes, five seconds in. That goal really quieted down that arena. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there before. It's a small arena. It doesn't hold that many people. I think it'll somewhere in the upper 15s to mid 16s, somewhere in that range. It's a very loud building. They had the whiteout going. They were cheering. They were loud. Every time Bennington would touch the puck, they would boo. And the Blues took that away with that goal. The Blues had a great third period. They pressured Connor Hellebuck a lot. He would have to come up with some good saves, including this one on a guy that had a monster game. Tyler Bozak. No question, he has the goal and a similar shot like that. Good job by him to get himself to that middle, change the angle and find that shot. Here's a loose puck for Thomas. Thomas out in front. Bozak with a shot and a save by Hellebuck. His best of the night. Connor Hellebuck makes his best save of the night by far. Bozak thought he had him. It wasn't meant to be. Regardless of Hellebuck's best efforts, he would not be able to to keep Tyler Bozak off of the scoreboard, and the Blues go up 2-1. to one. Now Petrangelo, down the wing, Maroon, chips it by a man, trying to get to the front, cut off by Hayes. But Maroon kicks it low, stays with it, centers it to Bozak, he scores! Bozak with 2.05 to go, and the Blues have taken a 2-1 to one lead. Bozak deserved that. No doubt about that with the chances that he had here in the third period. And this has absolutely stunned this capacity crowd here in Winnipeg. I mean quiet. And what a play by Robert Thomas in the corner. I mean, he stays with it. But for Tyler Bozak, I mean, you talk about the chances that he's had so far in this, in this third period. Work in the corner. Robert Thomas and Patty Maroon. Patty Maroon would not quit on this play. He absolutely was tireless. Kept chugging those legs. Gets it over to Bozak, who just rifles it home. Maroon brings the puck in, kind of loses control of it a little bit, does not give up. He was tenacious on this puck, went into the corner and fought for it, continued to fight for it. Bozak got the goal, but the key to this goal was Maroon's hard effort, being tough against the boards, coming out with the puck, having the vision to see Bozak coming in, and Bozak puts it past Hellebuck. The Blues are up 2-1 to one, with just a little over two minutes left in the game. That would be Bozak's first goal of the playoffs. Maroon and Petrangelo each get their first assist. What a fun game. But I think most of us knew that Winnipeg wasn't going to lay down. And with just a few seconds left, Shifley gets the puck. He's got an open net. 
but guess who's there to make the save? Finally comes free. Here's Lonnie. Shoots it, blocked, and the rebound bounces around the high slot. Here's Bufflin to Shifley. What a save by Bennington. Jordan Bennington with an unbelievable stop. Well, I guess so. What an outstanding save by Bennington. Excellent job by him to be able to find that puck and read it through all the bodies that were around him. It was a great fake shot pass, and Shifley got it away in a millisecond. Bufflin right to Shifley. That extension with the patent blocker by Bennington denies him on the doorstep. Shifley didn't get quite the shot away that I think he wanted to, but a great job by Bennington to stay in the battle. Just as Hellebuck made his best save of the game in the third period, Bennington made his best save in the game with just 15 seconds left. You can't say enough about Jordan Bennington's toughness. He was hit in the very first part of the game. Winnipeg was called for goalie interference. It didn't rattle him. He played like a veteran, and the Blues win game one of round one. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. Shots on goals very even. 26 for the Blues, 25 for the Jets. And I stated in my last podcast, the Blues need to keep the Jets at 25 shots or below, and they did that in this game. Faceoffs were even, 50% each. The Blues were 0 for 3 on the power play, need to improve on that. The Jets were 0 for 1. The Jets out hit the Blues 36 to 21. The Blues out blocked the Jets 16 to 3. And both teams had six giveaways. Let's head to the post game interviews. We're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube, Pat Maroon, Tyler Bozek, and finish things up with the man of the game, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty even game from the start. I thought both teams had energy, and uh, as we expected, I thought it was pretty even paired. About the third period, I guess, specifically to get the two goals that you were looking for, what did you like from your group? They just stayed with it. I thought that, um, you know, we kind of had the same game plan all 60 minutes tonight. I thought that we were pretty solid, you know, both ways. They were good, too. Uh, they gave us some trouble, and, you know, Liney hit the post there the one time. Um, but overall, we were pretty solid all 60 minutes and played our game. Um, power play was just okay. We could have got a few more looks there, but um, they did a good job killing. And it was, just, it was a hard game, you know, just as we expected. Yeah, he did a great job, um, you know, early on, you know, with the Shifley thing, but, you know, that's part of playoffs, and uh, he handled it well, and he played a hell of a game. Did it take you a while? I don't think so. I think they were tight. They were physical. It was hard. Um, it was a hard game, you know, as we expected. Um, they're a physical big team. There's, there's not a lot of room out there. And, the, you know, that's what we got to expect every game. The, the play that Maroon made to, to, uh, to set up the yeah. game winner, is, is that kind of precisely why you guys wanted him in, in free agency? To, you know, well, Patty's a good then. player down low in the offensive zone. He really hangs on to that puck and grinds it down there. And like I, I said, that line is they 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 probably do that better than any line on our team. You know, at night in and night out, as they grind that puck down low, and you know they ended up getting rewarded. You know, Bozak had a couple of real good looks um, in the third period and finally cashed in on one. That's what I was going to kind of get to. Bozak said that he was finding some soft spots on the ice, so kind of fitting yeah. that he came up with the winner. Yeah, I thought that um, Maroon and Thomas did a good job, you know, working the puck down low, and they hit him a few times in that slot area. It's good. 
How'd your How'd your young guys do? I mean, they, they yeah, I thought they got better as the game went along. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I thought Benner looked good all game. But um, you know, our young guys' first playoff games for some of those guys, I thought they got better as the game went along, feeling more comfortable. Craig, obviously you would have taken a 4-1 victory, but uh, a couple guys said there were some things said in the second intermission. You feel like this is a good character win that might bode well for the rest of the series? Well, that's one win, but you know it's a good win for sure. We come in here; it's a tough building. Um, it's an excellent team over there. They, um, you know, it's going to be a battle. But you know, we we were on the the right side tonight. Watching, he was uh, behind me that day, so Wozie uh, did a good job of finding the high slot. So. He was watching above, so obviously that was for him, uh, all my grandfathers. So it's been emotional, tough days for me. But being with the guys and having them by my side has been it's been really good. What's finally clicked for you guys? I just think, you know, we stuck with it. You know, I thought we did a really good job in the first and second. You know, they're they're a high, powerful, skilled team, and you know they're going to have offense. They're going to generate offense, and I thought we just did a really good job of sticking with it, battling through it. Uh, they had some really good hits to get the crowd into it, but. We kind of blocked it out and we stuck with it and we stuck with it and we finally got to our game below the top of the circles and we finally got to crack. How tired, how tired were you when, when you're battling for that puck to get Bozak that puck from the corner? Did I look tired? No. Okay. Take us through that play. I mean, you, you, first, you got to get through your zone. They're checking the heck out of you and then, and then uh, what happened yeah, and then Just take us through. So. Oh, I just think. Um, you know, I put it back to Dunner. I was building some speed, and Petro made a good play, and the, the D man poached me, and I tried to chip it over a stick and, you know, uh, got with it, and there's three guys on my back there, and I was just trying to find the puck in my feet, and I got it loose, and Bozy was high slot. I see him in the, the glare of my eye, so, you know, he did a good, really, job, really good job of finding the, the soft spot, so good shot. People have been talking Ah, you know, I just, that's my game, I think. Uh, Jeremy, I just think for me, it's one of those things where, you know, if I want to stay in this league, I get to continue to play the top of the circles. I know I'm not the fastest guy, but I got to be strong on pucks, win my puck battles, get to the front of that, and create space for my alignments. And, you know, that's all, that's what I've been working at. You know, I work at it in the summer all the time. So, uh, but my alignments have been really good with me. Thomas is a heck of a player, Bowie's a hell of a player. So we've, we've done a really good job. We complement each other really well. So it's been, it's been good. So we just got to continue that. What do you think of Bennington's playing? What did you think when he got, uh, he got run into there right at the start? Oh, I thought Biddy was a, he played outstanding. Big save on Shifley at the end of the game. Uh, he looked calm there. So, uh, with the hit, I mean, that's part of the game. Uh, Jeremy, nothing you can do. He was just trying to pass it. Uh, that stuff's going to happen throughout the game. So, uh, yeah. So we just got to continue that. Kind of important. You come right in here. You take home ice away right off the bat. You want to get selfish now. You got to get both. Yeah. We know they're going to come hard in the second game. So we got to find ways to just keep playing what we're doing, sticking with it, battling through it. Their fans are great. Uh, they keep them in it. And, they're a really high-powered team, like I said. So we just got to continue what we're doing, and uh, good things will happen. But right now, that game's over. Now we got to focus on game two. Obviously, this year, type of year, time of year brings out the best in you, huh? It's the most fun. It's why we play. It's, it's for the playoffs. And um, no, obviously, exciting building. The crowd was it was awesome. Um, obviously, we were a little nervous at the start, but uh, I thought we found our game as the game went on. I thought everyone did a did a great job. Are you just reading Pat there as he goes into the corner and battles for that puck? 
Yeah, I mean, just try and find the uh, soft areas on the ice. Um, had a lot of chances tonight, so I knew the puck was kind of following me around a bit. Um, you know, uh, it's always fun when that happens. So, you know, after the few I missed, it was uh, definitely nice to, to get one in there. You, you knew you were, they were, they were going to come out and, and push, and it seemed like their push lasted for, for a while. Did the Perron goal, I don't know. I don't know if it settled you down as a right the team down or how, yeah. how did that help? I mean, they're a great team. Obviously, they finish a lot of checks. The building's loud. Um, they play fast. Um, you know, they got a lot of talent over there. So uh, obviously, getting one will really settle things down for the guys. Obviously, you know, going into third down one on the road is never a terrible thing. So um, you know, we knew we were still in a good spot and had a chance to win the game. And then obviously, um, DP scored a huge goal for us and that kind of just relieved a lot of uh, pressure, I think. And then we just kind of started playing our game. A lot of the guys talk about you guys wanting to dictate play and get to your style of game. Did you just feel like third period, you were you were slowly getting there and then you finally kind of started dictating the way you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, we tried. Obviously, they're a great team and they're going to you know, have their chances and, and take over the play for periods of the time. Um, yeah, I thought we did a, our best period was the third for sure. Obviously, I thought our D did a great job with their gaps and you know getting the puck and moving the puck quick to the forwards, jumping up in the play, and then I thought we did a good job down low. What do you think of Bennington's work tonight? Yeah, unreal. Uh, he's been a rock for us back there. Um, <clears throat> gives us a chance to win every night. Obviously, you know the play that stands out to me is that save at the end of the game. Uh, Shifley, um, obviously a game saver, and uh, you know he's been doing that for us down the stretch. So. Um, it's awesome to have a guy like that back there. It gives us a lot of confidence. Did that, that early hit, did that bother you? Were you okay with it? The on which? Bennington. Yeah, on Bennington. The, uh, the I didn't really see it, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on out there in the playoffs. There's a lot of hits, obviously, trying to get under guy's skin back and forth. So, um, obviously, he was fine. So, whatever. Uh, you know, that buzzer couldn't have come sooner, sooner and we were just battling all throughout uh, in our D zone. And, you know, um, it was a grind right till the end. So, um, it was, a, it was a good win. What did you see from your team that they inexorably took over that game in the third period? Uh, yeah, you know, we're a good team. We're here for a reason, and it was only a matter of time before uh, we kind of got going. And, um, you know, it was an exciting game, and uh, we were relentless, and we went right down to the end. So um, we're proud of these guys, and it's, uh, it's a fun group to be a part of. As far as first periods uh, or first experiences in the playoffs go, how was that one? That was cool. Um, you know, Canadian City, they're passionate fans, so that makes the game exciting, and uh, I'm sure they're entertained tonight, and, um, you know, uh, we're happy uh, with this win, but we're now we're uh, focusing on the next game and trying to prepare for that. Have you ever been booed uh, before? I don't think so, but, uh, yeah, they're all over me, but, you know, it was, uh, it's part of the game, it's exciting, and um, they're passionate, like I said, so, um, you know, whatever, we, we got to handle it and stay composed, so, um, on to the next game. What did you think of Shifley hit there right off the bat when he ran into you? You know, it's playoff hockey. I can take a hit. Um, we're just going to keep preparing for the game and, as again, stay composed and keep working. You know, on that save on Shifley, what, what, what did you see? Uh, and take us through the, the save if you can. Was that the last one there? The, with 12 seconds left. Uh, yeah, uh, they were moving the puck around and uh, the puck went down to Shifley and I just, you know, I, I was uh, had to make a little bit of a desperation save there and uh, hope for the best for the boys coming to clear clear with the rebound so um, you know that's all I remember and uh, we're happy with that win. Uh, uh, did Ron's uh, goal I don't know settle you guys down or get you it seemed like after that goal you guys really got into your game. Yeah like I said it was a matter of time before uh, we, we started playing our game and we're here for a reason we're a good hockey club so um, you know it was an exciting atmosphere and we, we got settled in and um, we're, we're preparing for the next game now.
already the looking ahead. Yeah. You needed to prove anything to yourself, but playing in that environment, playing well, did you show yourself something tonight that you can't handle this? Yeah, that was exciting. You know, um, every day in this league is is incredible. Um, you know, I'm very humbled to play up here, and uh, that atmosphere was uh, really exciting. So uh, that was a big game for me and big game for the group to start off our playoffs. A big game, Jordan. I would say it was a huge game. When you win that first game, it gives you confidence. And regardless of what the other team may say, it does put them on their heels a little bit because that other team starts worrying. Man, we can't get behind two games. This next game, we've got to be so mistake-free. A lot of times it causes you to make mistakes. Before we get to the second game, this game was a fun game to watch. It wasn't like a Blues-Tampa Bay Lightning game like a couple of those games have been. A little back and forth there. But each team got some opportunities. Each team had a breakaway at least. Both goaltenders played well. Jordan Bennington won this game, but you got to give a lot of credit for keeping Winnipeg in the game to Connor Hellebuck. Guys that impressed me in this game, Maroon, Shin, Tarasenko, Bozak. Damn, Bozak really impressed me. Thomas had a pretty good game. There were some people saying he had a bad game or that he was questionable in this game and that if he doesn't shape up, him and Sanford need to be replaced with Blay and Fabry. Be serious, guys. That's not going to happen. Sanford may get replaced if he doesn't play well, but you're not going to see Robert Thomas out of this lineup. No way. But the star of the night, Jordan Bennington. They hit him early, and I don't think that was on purpose. From looking at that about 20 times, it looked like Bennington went a little closer to the net than the Winnipeg player thought he was going to. I think what we're going to see from the Blues in the second game is a lot of the same thing. Being tenacious on the puck, not giving up on the puck, battling in the corners, taking the opportunities that the Jets give them and not force the play. That's what the Blues did in this first game. But the Blues stuck to their game plan and eventually got the two goals to win the game. I think in the second game, you're going to see the Jets come out very physical. It's going to be a lot more physical game than the first one because the Jets know how difficult it's going to be for them to come back from a 2-0 deficit. So expect a physical, choppy game, a lot more after the whistle pushes, a lot more extended plays after the whistle, and the Blues need to keep calm and not fall for it and get unneeded penalties. If the Blues can do that, weather the storm, weather the wideout, and weather that loud crowd, good things are going to happen. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! 
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.